Financial decisions. You face them at every turn. Do you ever feel lost? Do you ever feel like you might be missing something or making a mistake? Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner at Step Right Capital Planning. Welcome to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. Our topic is retiring from what? With guest Bill Swartz. In the past, retirement may have been considered the end, the end of work, the end of productivity, the end of added value, and approaching the end of life. No wonder many avoid thinking about retirement. But what are the new realities? What has changed? What options are now available? How can you take control and design the retirement or unretirement lifestyle of your dreams? My guest, Bill Swartz, was born and raised in Saskatchewan until he was 17. Bill was a child prodigy, winning his first coloring contest at five years of age. However, this early burst of fame was interrupted for 50 years as he pursued his education earning his Doctor of Jurisprudence from the University of Toronto in 1966. Bill was admitted to the Law Society of Upper Canada in 1968 and moved to Cambridge where he has built a successful and respected law practice with Bob Pettit, Carly Hills, and Mike Pass. For all of that, artistic genius was not to be suppressed. His smoldering interest in art was rekindled in 1997 when his wife Nancy suggested they take an art course together. Bill's tenacity took hold, and he has since pursued his artistic development with courses at the Ontario College of Art and Design, the Dundas Valley School of Art, the Homer Watson House and Gallery, and the Cambridge Library and Gallery, the Georgian Bay School of Art, the Southampton School of Art, the Fallbrook School of Art, and by attending artist workshops and painting trips in Canada, the United States, Mexico, and Europe. For inspiration, Bill has traveled in North America, South America, Europe, and Eastern Europe. Bill has given workshops in Europe and in North America. His paintings have been selected for numerous juried shows. They have been in numerous group and solo shows and exhibitions, both in public and private galleries, and in private collections throughout Europe and North America. Bill is represented by galleries throughout Canada. He continues to practice law with PSH Lawyers in Cambridge, Ontario. Good morning, Bill. Hello, Liv. How's your day going so far? Well, after listening to that introduction, it's really picking up. (laughs) (laughs) Makes you tired, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Geez, I wish I'd written that myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty good. So, Bill, in 1997, your wife Nancy suggested that you take an art course together. Tell us what happened and what has it meant to you? (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a turning point in my life, Lynn. As the world turns, that was a turning point in my life. Uh, Nancy came home one evening and she had a brochure from the Cambridge Library and Galleries. And she said, Bill, you know, Uh, there's a drawing course offered here at the library, and I think I'd like to take it. Would you like to join me? Mm -hmm. I said, let me take a look at it. So I took a look at it, and I said, geez, Nancy, there's a wine appreciation course here. I I think I'd like to take that. (laughs) So she she was kind of quiet. And during the night, I spent kind of a restless night 
Uh-huh. And finally, I realized that, you know, when Nancy suggests something, it's usually right. So in the morning, I said, uh, you know, maybe I'll take that drawing course with you. Uh-huh. So we we started that, and um, I just couldn't put down my pencil. I just loved it. And that was kind of an eight-week course, and I just went up and up and up, and I just continued another one the next spring. And then mm-hmm. another one the next fall, and uh, that just really took off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know that it's not drawing that you do now; you're painting. So how has your artistic career progressed from those early drawing lessons? Well, Lynn, you can't paint if you can't draw. Okay. Um, okay. That uh, I don't want this to be an art lesson, but uh, fundamentally, you can't just paint. Uh, The underlying principle of any art is you've got to be able to draw. You apply the color on top of that. Mm -hmm. So what I did is um, I took probably two years of drawing courses and just sketching and drawing outside, which which I still do. And then I... uh, started with watercolors, then I went to acrylic, then I went to casein, and then I went to oil. And primarily now I work, when I travel with casein, when I work in the studio with oil. Okay. So it has become a big part of your life with with all of the shows and, you know, what you've created there as a way to market, I guess you would say, your paintings. What does it all mean to you now that you're this deep into your art? Well, you know, I a number of years ago, I think about two or three years ago, I had an exhibition, and um, during an exhibition, they always set up an artist talk. And um, one of the questions that I was asked to address is, why do you paint? I looked at that, and I thought, oh, geez, that's interesting. Why do I paint? Well, because I love it. Right. Then I realized, well, that's kind of a shallow answer. Um, you know, that, that doesn't say very much. So I started thinking about it, and I realized over the course of my life, I've been a very creative person. In my practice of law, I've, you know, with clients in partnership, not just advising them as a lawyer, I've mm-hmm. gone everything from setting up subdivisions to opening a restaurant to a funeral parlor, to a bookshop. Uh, I've done all kinds of things that I've always wanted to start. And I think what this question, why do you paint, is it's given me a whole new area of creativity. Because every time I pick up a new canvas, it's something new. So that question that was asked, why do you paint? Really, it was answered by it being an outlet for the creativity with which I was hardwired. Hmm. Okay. Is that too complicated no, an answer? No, no, that's an excellent answer because I think a lot of people have things they always wanted to do, which maybe they don't pursue because we get very tied up in making a living and a career and Sometimes we put off those things we really want to do for quite some time. Yeah, Lynn. Also, I think that many of us are not particularly attuned to what 
our drivers are. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think this often happens when we head towards retirement. We think of two things as men. We think of going on cruises and we think of playing golf. Right. And those are two big bugbears in my life. But you've heard me about that. Yeah, I think that those are really cop-outs in life. You need to attune what really makes you function. And retirement, if you have to call it that, really gives you an opportunity to explore that. Right. Yes. You know, the thing is, there are a lot of people who are passionate about going on cruises and are passionate about golf. You're telling me. Um, But, you know, it is really something to come to the realization, and I'm the same as you, I want a more active vacation. A cruise is not what I want to do. And I've never played golf, so I... (laughs) Like mine's a track, I I guess. (laughs) I have to agree with you on those two things. And I've tried the cruising. Because people love it so much, right? Some people, that is what they want to do in retirement. But because someone else loves it doesn't mean that we all have to. And and I think you're right. We need to find those things that really fulfill us, I guess. So what does your retirement look like, I guess, is part of what we're looking at today. So do you look at it as having two career paths now? Absolutely. Okay. What I do now is, well, what I've had in the last 15 years is really, <laughs> if out of a 24-hour day you carve out eight hours of sleep, the other is kind of divided 16 hours mm. between the two. Okay. Well, that's good. Do people ever ask you when you're going to retire? Well, they they back into it. And uh-huh. they back into it by looking at me and saying, well, are you still working? Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Of course, it's the same question. Are you, you know, you're still working. Of course, I'm working. I'm working at two jobs now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's go, go, go. So, what, what do you tell them at that point? Do you explain both of your career paths? Kind of. Again, I back into it, Lynn. You, you know, you can't offend people. So, what I say is an answer to that question. The question being, are you still working? Well, I retired 15 years ago. Uh And that kind of makes them stop. And then I say, because 15 years ago, my partners and I decided that we would only work a four-day week. Hmm. So we alternated um, with an off day. So my off day is Fridays. So Uh I work Monday to Thursday. When we started this 15 years ago, because my partner at that time, Bob, started singing. And mm-hmm. uh, he he started a group, he worked in a group, he had a wonderful time. So we both decided that what we would do is we would give one of the work days to our new avocation. Mm-hmm. So I spent my Fridays painting, Bob spent his Mondays singing. Mm-hmm. Um, we found that when we went from a five-day work day to a four-day work day, our revenue increased. And wow, it was really incredible to both of us. But I think at the end of the next couple of years, we looked back and said, you know what it did? It permitted us to become more productive 
with the time that we were spending at an office and more enjoyable, which made it more productive. Because Mm -hmm. work just expands to fill the time that you've allotted to it. Right. Yeah. And I think another piece of it is if you can create options for your retirement, if you can actually control your time so that you have the opportunity to work a shorter work week, to take, you know, three weeks off for a holiday if you want, if you can have that control, it allows you to still appreciate your work and continue working. Where if you feel that you have no control of your time, that's when people are saying, oh, I can't wait till I retire. We all have control of our time. That's a good point. We all have control of our time. I guess the ultimate control is that if I feel someone else is controlling me, I can quit and go work somewhere else. But that isn't always possible. It is, but I mean practical. We all work, what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day. We always have time that we call free time. What do we do with that time? Yeah. Yeah. If we're at tune with what we really feel we are as a person, we do that kind of thing. You love animals. You love riding horses. That's what you do. And, you know, when I get my emails from you, every email has Lynn on a horse. (laughs) I know know that's what fundamentally drives Lynn, is her love of horses. That's right. No, that's right. We have to go for a short break now, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how the practice of law has fulfilled you and how the painting has fulfilled you. So we'll be right back after these messages. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? What if you could make a far bigger impact than you ever thought possible? Charitable giving is often presented as something you do when you're extremely wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and designing your contribution at every step around the issues important to you. Learn how clarity about what is important to you gives every aspect of life new meaning. Tune in to Step Right with Lynn regularly. Welcome back. This is Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. Today, my guest is Bill Swartz from PSH Lawyers. And the title of our show today is Retire. From what? Bill, you talk about how in the practice of law, you did a lot of creative things. You did things differently. You're always willing to look at something new. If the practice of law did not fulfill you, I don't believe you'd still be doing it. But also, I think there's something in the painting that the practice of law does not fulfill, right? Because you talked about how by taking the time to be away from the office, you actually became more productive. So what is it about law that fulfills you and what is it about the painting that fulfills you? Yeah, good question then. The thing about law that fulfills me is that I don't ever, ever, ever think of myself as a technician. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me give you an example. Someone comes in and says, um, you know, I um, need a will. My first question to them is, do you? Why? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't really need wills as a primary way of distribution. They okay. can register their assets jointly with a spouse or a child. They can so arrange their circumstances that a will becomes absolutely secondary or tertiary. 
So my enjoyment in practicing law is to be creative with the problems that people bring to you. So when I had all of my other businesses, the restaurant business, the subdivision, the land development, those were all areas that I was using to fulfill my creativity that the law practice couldn't. I wasn't faced Mm -hmm. with enough problems. The other thing is (laughs) I've got an inexhaustible amount of energy. So, you know, that maybe is part of it too. So when Nancy came to me in 1997 with the idea of drawing, this created a whole new area which in a block fulfilled all of my hardwired need to be creative. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, every time you pick up a sheet of paper, every time you Mm -hmm. pick up a new canvas, every time you put a brush to a canvas, a pencil to a slate, you are creating something. Right. And from that focus, being focused on one thing instead of so many different areas, I believe it's allowed you to build what you've built with the art as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, Lynn, um, I know I'm not a good manager. I'm a good starter, but I'm not mm-hmm. a good manager. So I've always had around me people who prefer to manage rather than to create. Okay. So it's it's given me the freedom to be creative and not be burdened with all of the things that are required to keep that on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good lesson there for all of us, too. Yeah, and that's probably more luck than... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but not really. You know, we, we seek out what we need. We fill the voids that we know aren't within us or that are within us that we need to fulfill. Yeah. So, Bill, why did you choose the title of this show to be retire from what? Well, if life is enjoyable and we all have the opportunity and the ability to make it enjoyable, then from what are we retiring? Question mark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love my practice of law. I love the creativity. I love the ability to interact with people. It keeps me plugged into the community. Why would I want to give that up? Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. If I were an artist, primarily, and a lawyer, secondarily, if I enjoy creating the composition, the introspection, the color, why would I want to give that up? That's right, yeah. I think it's relevant to this conversation to kind of think about how things have changed. The old age security, which was Canada's first universal old age pension, began in 1952, and it paid $40 a month beginning at age 70. Okay, so now life expectancy in 1952 was 66 for a male and 71 for a female. So the old age pension started to pay at 70, but average life expectancy was 66 for a man and 71 for a woman. Now, life expectancy today for a man is 79, and for a woman it's 83. So do you think changing demographics, 
life expectancy has created the opportunities that should be making us think differently about our traditional view of retirement at 65. It should, and I think it has. The reason it has is because there are 52,538 cruise ships in the world today. (laughs) Okay, yeah. My point is, I think we can do better than a cruise ship. Uh I think by looking at ourselves with this new life expectancy that we've been given, what are we doing with that? Right. The older we get, the smarter we get. We may not have the nimbleness, Hmm. but we've got the maturity of looking at something and being mentors of whatever line of work we're in. Why don't Mm -hmm. we use that? And I think if you look at a person, some people retire at age 55. So if they live to a good old age of 95, that's 40 years in retirement. That's their whole working life. Yeah. It's like another life for sure. So I think we do want to be careful that we retire and know what we want to be spending our time at at that point. Absolutely. And I think as human beings, we need to be constructive. We want to be able to continue to contribute to our community. Now, Mm -hmm. most of us say, well, I'm doing that by contributing to my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So I'm spending all of my time with my grandchildren. That's fine. But I think we can do that as well as doing something for ourselves. You know, a mother has a job and looks after kids. A father has a job and looks after kids. Why is a grandparent, hmm, only look after kids? Right, yeah. They can also do something. We can also do something that is fulfilling to the world at large, not just to our grandchildren. I know a a lot of my clients, when they retire, They say they don't know how they had that time to go to work. They're so busy and active doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think is great. So, Bill, are some people forced to retire at 65 from the job that they've done most of their life? Absolutely, yeah. And in today's world where it's so youth-oriented, companies give you an incentive to get out of work even earlier because they can bring someone else in at a lesser wage then you're earning, so the incentive is for you to get out. So yeah, that's 65. There's not only in some cases, in many cases, a requirement, but there's also indeed a pressure to get mm-hmm. out of work earlier. Right. So we've got to be prepared for that. Right. What advice do you have for people to prepare for that eventuality? <laughs> not a simple question. I think you have to look within yourself and see how you were created. Mm. That's kind of a simple explanation for something that's very, very difficult. But I think you have to know yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that you only sit down and meditate. It means you talk to other people that you trust, your spouse, your child, a career counselor, some Mm -hmm. other kind of counselor that can give you advice as to what you could be doing. 
Nancy did career counseling for a long time. And one of the questions that she always asked her clients is if you had the opportunity today to do whatever you wanted to do, just free your mind, do today whatever you wanted to do, what would it be? So that leads back to knowing what your drivers are. You talk about it in being attuned to what we are as a person, but also your drivers. What gives you energy? What makes you happy? Some of the things that we'd want to look for. It can be as complicated as genetics. Oh, yeah. You know, I happen to come from a German background. My mother's Austrian. My father was German. So, you know, I had that if you go to Germany, Germans are very much different people from Italians, are much different from French, are much different from English. Mm-hmm. You know, why? There's a genetic component and there's also an everyday component. What has made us this way? Right. But oh, those things need to be looked at. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's time for us to go for a break again. We'll do that. We'll have a quick break and uh, we'll come back to this conversation very soon. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner, entrepreneur, educator, and radio show host with a vision of a future where families, neighborhoods, communities, and whole societies support each other, where each of us lives up to our own potential so we can help others in a substantial way, where giving back is something we all practice, whether of our time, our expertise, or our finances. You can reach Lynn with your comments or questions at 519 519- Four four eight three four seven seven, or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's five one nine four four eight three four seven seven, or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. Welcome back. This is Stepright with Lynn. I'm Lynn Wedham, and I'm discussing a new retirement paradigm with our guest Bill Swartz. So, Bill, we've talked about knowing what our drivers are, knowing what we want to do, who we are as a person, what's going to make us happy, what's going to make us fulfilled. What kinds of options do you see as possibilities for people in this new retirement, this non-retirement that we're talking about? What kind of options do I see to people? Yeah, what kind of options? Well, I'm not thinking about it as much as an option, as a bunch of opportunities. We were talking in the last segment about the additional time we have with our life on earth going from, you know, 10 years to 40 years. And we've talked about the question of having to give up an occupation earlier rather than later. So there's a whole opportunity of another lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it is another lifetime. Because I don't want to be a 20-year-old again. (laughs) You know, I've gone gone through those problems, and I'm happier today than I was when I was searching for myself in my 20s. So I I could come on this new life, and I could do all kinds of things. I could open a restaurant in the Yukon. I've got some money in the bank. I've got the confidence that I didn't have at 20. I could do all kinds of things. The world is filled with opportunities in our second lifetime. Right. Yeah. And Lynn, I think the point I'm making, 
is don't fritter it away. Right. You know, use it as an opportunity to do something meaningful. Don't fritter it away. Mm -hmm. I think that takes some planning, right? It, It takes knowing what it is you want to do with that time, but also planning so that the options are there, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. And discussing it, discussing it with your spouse. Yeah. You know, what are we going to do with this second lifetime that God has hopefully given or is giving us? What are we doing Mm -hmm. with that? Mm -hmm. Even to consider things like a four-day work week or, you know, I'm going to step out of my role, but I would be there as a consultant. You know, it's just to really consider the possibilities with an open mind, I guess, and not just to think that, you know, that traditional way is the only way to go. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We, we we fall into the continuing pattern of our lifetime number one. Mm, right. Instead of embarking on a voyage of lifetime number two. Okay. As we said in the introduction, this traditional view of retirement has been the end. The Japanese have a very different concept. And they do interpret it, like you have said, as a second life. To the Japanese, it's a period of life when family responsibilities have changed and you can focus on your inner peace. It's a time to get closer to your soul, dispense your wisdom to benefit the younger generations. You mentioned something like that as being a mentor. So I think you feel a connection to this idea that the Japanese have of this second life. A1, dead on. Lynn, the Japanese culture values age. They respect age. Our society, our culture worships youth. We pick up a magazine. Do we see an older woman? Do we see an older man? Oh, yeah, maybe 40. Right. You know, our values are very, very different. I think looking at the Japanese model where they do look at age and respect age is where we really are. We need Mm -hmm. to do that. And we need to have confidence in ourselves that when we reach the age when others in our society are rejecting us, we have worth. Mm. Wouldn't it be even better that there wasn't that rejection? Oh, absolutely. But what are you going to do? You're going to turn the Queen Mary around uh, on the ocean (laughs) on a dime? Yeah, um, it, it it would be nice, yeah. Yeah. Christine's saying in in the chat room, what if we saw the being and not the body and valued that? I think Christine should be answering all the questions here because that's exactly <laughs> what I think I'm saying, and she said it in a nutshell. Yeah. We value the body. Uh, Christine, you really said it well. We value yeah. the body in our society more than the being. And what we have to do as individuals is we need to bring that being to the fore. So we need to reject what our society is pointing us to and saying is so important. Yeah, I I think we're doing that in kind of odd ways already. You know, we're saying uh, models need to have a certain body mass now. Well, they're Mm -hmm. doing that in France. So somebody is recognizing that, geez, you know, maybe we've gone off the wheels a bit here with this body. Maybe we should go back to the being. Yeah. 
So if there's something that people come away from the show as the important advice, what do you want people really to understand and think about from this discussion? I think in a nutshell, Lynn, I want people to look at their second life as being exactly that. I want them to look at a change in their employment, whether it's forced or whether it's optional as being an opportunity to do something as a new life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, people might choose that that is going to be spending time with their grandchildren, right? I mean, some people are still going to say, well, you know what, that traditional view suits me fine. I'm going to do the cruises and I've got time to be on the golf course or whatever those things are. Some people are going to choose that that is the right thing for them. Lynn, I'm not the guru on the mountain. I'm just giving you my opinion (laughs) and my view. (laughs) Here we thought you were. (laughs) Actually, I I think I found that in my lifetime, more people disagree with me than agree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back when you were talking about Christine in the chat room, she said, Bill, you're so brilliant. <laughs> you we should frame that, right? While we're agreeing with you, you should. <laughs> Wait till no, she, she says, gets to know me. Christine says, we know you're the guru. <laughs> I so wish. You should, you should print that and frame it while, we're, while we are agreeing with you, for sure. Yeah. So tell us about some of the things that are coming up with your artistic career. Are there some showings on the go? Yeah, well, just, you know, kind of the development of that life. Um, Where I started drawing with pen and ink 15 years ago, now I'm working on five-foot by six-foot canvas panels. Okay. Um, So, you know, as that little page in a notebook has expanded to a five-foot by six-foot panel, that that's kind of how everything has evolved. You know, I now have seven galleries across Canada that represent my work from Charlottetown, PEI to Victoria, BC. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it, it it's fun. You know, it's really it it just it's enjoyable to try to get my work out into the world. You know, I I don't need the money, but when someone buys a picture from me, I just elated. You know, I know how that shoe salesman feels when he sells a pair of shoes. <laughs> Hopefully, it's an absolute joy for that person, and not just oh, well, it's another pair of shoes. You know, mm-hmm. with me, it's an absolute joy when somebody wants a piece of my art. People often say this to me even today. How could you part with that piece? And mm-hmm. my answer is, you know, when I started painting, I had great difficulty because I felt that that piece of work was like a pet. Today, I feel like I'm a breeder. <laughs> and my whole You want to emphasis, place them in the right home now. Exactly. Dead on. Yeah. My whole emphasis yeah. is I want my pets to find a good home because I know there are more pets in the works. Right. So from a marketing perspective, how did you get to the point from the time when you were making some sketches to the point where your 
in seven galleries across Canada. Like how did <laughs> how did that happen? A long word that starts with T, and that's tenacity. <laughs> um, it is very, very difficult to get into a gallery. Number one, okay. because everybody is an artist. You know, like everybody likes to cook. So mm -hmm. everybody's an artist. And number two is there aren't very many buyers of original art. You know, if you want to decorate your living room, you probably go to HomeSense. You mm -hmm. don't think that you're going to buy an original piece of art. So mm, we right. here in North America don't value art. We value decoration, but we don't value art. So to get into a gallery, I probably have sent 500, 600 applications to galleries across Canada. Wow. Easily, yeah. easily, easily. And yeah. then you've got to work with, with the people because they have to make a living. Uh, it, it's not easy. Yeah. But certainly a lesson in that for our listeners as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, nothing comes easy in the second life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in any life, I guess. <laughs> Actually, yeah, things didn't come that easy in the first life either, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think we knew how hard it was when we were twenty, though it just seemed to be we were doing what we were doing what we were doing. That's all, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we didn't know any better. Today we have that maturity, and we say, "Oh my God, what am I doing here?" But it's fun. It's fun. If it isn't fun, you don't do it. That's right. That's right. Your studio in Cambridge is it open to see your work? No, not really. Um, okay. The way to get to my work is through me, and you just phone me at 519-616-2450. Uh, if you want to go to my website, it's kirkwoodwagnergallery.com. You can also get to it if you just Google my name, Bill Schwartz. Remember, Schwartz doesn't have a T in it, S-C-H-W-A-R-Z. Right. You know, part of the planning in my second life is we built a house right next to our office. So mm. our house is also my studio and Nancy's workplace. Uh, so we work on the ground floor and we eat and sleep on the upper floor. And it's quite a delightful place in itself. So it's yeah. worthwhile seeing. But if you go to 11 Thorne Street, and if it's not open, if you call me at 616-2450, I'm right across the street or wherever I am. And I I'll be there. And again, that whole setup took some planning, right? Some kind of thinking outside the box to create what you've created there as well. Very much so, yeah. That was major, yeah. Yeah. Because we, see, we lived on Main Street in Galt for 37 years in an old Victorian house. It, it was a beautiful place, beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I said to Nancy, you know, I guess I didn't think about this until now. That was part of my second life, too. This was about mm -hmm. 10 years ago. I said to Nancy, you know, I don't want to die in this place. I love it, but I don't want to die in it. I want something new. So mm -hmm. we built this glass and block place right downtown. Mm -hmm. It was it, never it, it's done. It's beautiful before. and it's quite unique, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But that's part of the planning. So that's, that's part right. of taking hold of your second life. Yeah, and giving it some thought. Well, thank you so much for being with us. 
taking the time to share your nuggets of wisdom today. It's been a very interesting conversation, I believe, so thanks so much. It's been an absolute delight for me. Thank you very much for even asking for my sublime thoughts. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's been great. So remember, this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and the community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. We hope you'll join us next time. To learn more about mindful money management, we welcome you to go to soundcloud.com and search Step Right with Lynn. We appreciate your follows, likes, and shares. Until next time, remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community.